right there on Legion. We love it, um, and especially the, yeah, once we discovered how easy and great the river is right here, that was like a huge bonus. It's also, Atwater Village is so walkable, um, and we are coming from New York, so we really value that. It's crazy to see the temperature difference just Oh, yeah, as soon as you turn that Yes. Oh, yes, it's extremely pleasant, and it's both times of the day. Here's, we see these blue herons all the time. I saw one fly over the yard this morning. Yeah, the Sunday walks are definitely more about like getting closer to animals and getting closer to the river itself. Um, and our mornings and evenings are normal ones, like because most people are up here on the path. So that's how we've kind of gotten to know people in the community and like the dog people and the artist who takes care of the like park area up here. Um, but yeah, not as many people come down to the banks except people who fish. And the, in the evenings, there's usually like people set up there and then like you'll see like trash over here. But on the other side of this little island structure, there's like people just sitting on milk crates fishing. And then there's like dudes in chest waders, <laughs> like which is like way too much boot because it only gets so deep right here. But they'll walk out like a, there's a concrete section that goes that spans both sides of the bridges. So and there are a couple like, little families too yeah. that come up and yeah, they'll they'll post up when it's not too hot. There's a white heron you can see. That one just came through. They're they're really cool. They'll fly over like low and they have these huge wingspans. We saw was that a couple weeks ago? We saw two fly at once, go up and circle back. I'm Mercedes Krause. I am originally from Texas and just came to Los Angeles in January of 2018 with my husband, Ryan. Um, I am the executive editor at Curbed and I just have really loved rivers for a long time. Texas has a lot of beautiful, wide, shallow rivers that I have always loved. Um, and I generally love to be outdoors and garden. So it's been a real thrill to have moved to a spot that's right by the river where I get a whole ecology to enjoy. Uh, my name is Ryan Simons. Uh, I was born and raised in New Jersey. Moved to Florida for a bit uh, to go to school and then went moved to Brooklyn and studied at Pratt Institute. I'm an artist and sometimes designer and sometimes art handler. We moved to LA to have a more outdoor lifestyle and kind of fell ass backwards into living on the river and like having it given to us almost every day. Yeah, I never actually knew anything about the Los Angeles River. I certainly had not encountered it much before we moved here. I had a couple friends in Los Angeles that I knew would go down to the river sometimes. Maybe they had a recording studio by it, um, or a friend of ours runs uh, something called Community Chorus, and they practice on the LA River. Uh, so I had known that people went down, but I had just never experienced it myself until we actually moved into our house in Atwater Village, and now we're on the river nearly constantly. In New York, I lived, when I first moved to New York, I lived in Williamsburg, like up two blocks away from the river. So I would always walk down there and just hang out in little parks, just be on the water as much as possible. And then a studio I worked at and my friends still run, 
one of their major projects is called Plus Pool. So they're building it to clean the rivers in New York. So it was like a new way of looking at it. As far as the LA River, I think for the most part, my thinking was it's all Terminator 2 or Point Break or like there's an extended version of the Beastie Boys sabotage video where they throw a dummy off the Los Feliz Bridge, which we ironically live less than a mile from now. It wasn't like anything where I would think it would be natural or like fishable or potable water. I just thought it was like, they're getting that water out of here. It's not really part of an ecosystem. As everything gets greener and we're adjusting to things, we see how the river adjusts to. There's just weird patches of green growing in the river now, like little mini islands that popped up overnight almost. So we're like, how did this big island start and do these little things go away? A friend of mine, I was taking uh, photos of him and we were down there and we were talking about what the difference would be if it was like a beach in this housing crisis moment we were like that would fucking suck because our rent would skyrocket it would be like having beachfront property for 54 plus miles you know that that would be ruined by development it's not very clean um there is a water filtration plant near us that helps clarify some of it um but it's not it's not like scary especially when it's hot i'll encourage penny to like take a little drink somewhere where it's moving there are obviously stagnant moments where things get kind of gnarly um but also truly here where there's so many plants in the mix and trees um, there's really an ecosystem so i don't feel it honestly doesn't freak me out i know a lot of people in los angeles feel like oh the river's so dirty and it's awful but it's extremely cleansing for us, like soul-wise. <laughs> Every time we come down here, especially when we come along the river, and certain times of day especially, you can really smell the water. Um, and just the whole area has its, own, has its own smell. And there's a lot of aeration. You know, you see, like, there's rocks all throughout. And right, there's also a lot of trash that gets in the river, but I don't know, I guess I feel pretty confident that mother nature has is working all the time to clean herself including the river so would I swim in it no do I let my dog sometimes take a few laps of water yes there are a lot of humans you know mm -hmm. along the entire path of the river and so that just means there's a lot of human stuff yeah, it's kind of like a double-edged sword when we moved here because all those islands we walk by that are close to this side, you can go in them. And I would go and pull out like giant sheets of plastic that were like obviously a tire advertisement somewhere because it says Bridgestone on it. And when you get onto the islands, sometimes on the islands themselves, they're like built on trash. So there will be, because there's so much silt and um, dirt moving through especially when you know it like floods and gets high and there's a lot of rain there'll just be like six inches of sand covering plastic sheeting or something so that even during the river cleanup there's some things that are 
so difficult to get out because they're just deeply embedded. And even like these reeds that have kind of a corn vibe, um, these things shot up, but they started coming up in the spring. So by the time we did the cleanup, they were already poking through tire holes and all kinds of stuff. The art that I make with the materials that we pull out of the river is part, partially conceptual. I don't know, it can be conceptual in a couple of ways. One way of looking at it is like, I want to make something out of this detritus from capitalism and sell it back to people who cause this. But it's also like then you're feeding into this cycle of, you know, making money to make art to like sell to people with money and you're like well where does that chain end literally the stuff you threw in the river will be worth something because i said it was art so therefore it's art the other way is like it's a recording of a history that we don't really know fully but it could be read that way like this piece of plastic was sitting in a tree for i could say eight months and it recorded what happened to it and then i took it and made it Put it in a different context and now it means something completely different because it has the history that i put on it because i changed it because i've trimmed it or stretched it or done something to it but also i could just make up a story about it and then when you come in and read it and like see it and like read the overly wordy artist statement about it you then interject your like history onto it so now it becomes this like growing thing that's not really growing it's not going anywhere it's probably deteriorating more than anything but it, you can kind of i don't know you can go like super high road with it or you can go like super low road and just be like i'm gonna sell you your own shit back and you're gonna buy it because you think that's how this works which is like cynical so i'm trying to not do that <laughs> I'm trying to go in a different direction instead of just being like completely like ad busters and consumerism sucks and you're like no it's it, it'll be a little helpful if i could you know yeah but trash sucks yeah trash sucks if you're gonna buy it then take care of it yeah <laughs> yeah and that was like one of the things from the the cleanup we did you could like see brands and corporations before you even knew what it was i'm like oh that has a swoosh on it i don't know if it's a t-shirt a sweatshirt what it is but i know what that swoosh is i know that this green straw came from starbucks I know that like, you know, it's like this weird, you've been mediated so much with these logos and now what does it mean to pull it out of this river? You see how these reeds are all like smashed against this, this tree sticking out? Like that is usually plastic, right. <laughs> you know, or like right. fabric or like anything that can be swept downstream gets stuck like that like this thing is probably like a year old and it was probably jammed in there somehow and like unreachable before because there's been a few times when we first moved here in the spring when it rained a lot the water would be up this bank so this would be like half submerged so the water's just rushing it's brown it's nasty because it's just like coming down from the mountain and this is just like getting inundated with trash basically this is like the filter <laughs> it catches all the like yeah. solid waste at least and like 
oh, look at this beautiful, like, nature made this. But you're also like, oh, fuck, nature made that. <laughs> like, it's trying to reject it, not, like, hold it in. We've only lived on the river since January of this year. Um, but, you know, that was the middle of winter. And so we have seen it change every season. Now that it's summer, there is a ton of growth. And really in the spring, growth exploded. There are all kinds of reeds that are 30 feet tall and all over the place. Um, and just the way, you know, there are a bunch of islands in our section of river. And so they've become more dense. We used to go out and kind of knock around on them a little bit in the winter, but now you just can't because there's just too much uh, in there. So that's been really cool. I, I kept expecting the height of the river or something to change, but I really think if it's changed at all, it's been, you know, centimeters. Um, there hasn't been a major directional change. So every Sunday morning we go down to the banks of the river and we take our dog and do a long walk leisurely. Um, we'll take photos and videos and we have in turn done things with them and also not but I would say for sure we're observers and just also like learners for, for me in particular I'm always learning just about the plants and the animals and all the different things that are on the river um, so some of those we've seen we've seen skunks we've obviously seen coyotes one time we saw a coyote in the river itself and there were a couple of uh, herons and ducks around and we watched for a long time to see if the coyote would try to eat the birds but yeah. it didn't it was a real like standoff situation <laughs> it and, was. like there was this beautiful like <laughs> sunset behind the knoll in griffith park and we were just like this is going to play out however it's going to play out we watched for a few minutes and then it was a standoff so we let it go um, but right so we see a bunch of herons there are great blue herons white herons there are a lot of different kinds of ducks mostly mallards uh in the winter there were these ducks called a hooded merganser and they have these just wild like mohawk head things head hair yeah. feathers um they were cool we've seen geese coots which are little black water birds with white beaks that have a very distinctive call We've seen seagulls. We've seen, there's a whole cormorant hangout that's right by the pedestrian bridge in the middle of Los Feliz and Glendale. They're always there. Egrets, these tiny little things called killdeer that walk really fast. Stilts, which have really long legs. We've seen hummingbirds. We've seen fish. We've seen rats. Uh, we once saw a dead chicken. We once saw a dead duck. We've seen swallows. We've seen bats. We've seen a raccoon. We've seen an owl. We've seen so we've seen a lot of things on the river. So I am keeping a record of all of that just for ourselves, I guess. But yeah, mostly what we're doing on the river is walking our dog, if, if I'm being honest. That's why we're there all the time. Um, but yeah, then we do, we do other sorts of things too. And that's how we've grown to love it is because we're on it all the time because we walk her twice a day, so... Was it here we saw that dead chicken? We once saw a dead chicken with its feet um, like sticking up out of the water. Yeah, I don't know like what that was from. Oh man. And then we, in the spring when you can get on there, we once walked on the little islands over there and like I just nestled on these like 
pushed over reeds was a duck missing its head. And I was yeah, like, holy shit, what is that? And this being like, that's coyote food. I don't know that I mind the concrete so much, except for the fact that I do wish the river could be fully natural. You know, I, I love the part that we live on. Um, but I also understand that it was done for a reason. And, you know, when people decided to live in Los Angeles and build the aqueduct and bring all the water in from the Sierras, they really made a, a whole thing about having a ton of people live in the city. And so they had to protect those people. So, right, there's good reasoning behind it, but it it certainly does not bode well for a long-term future, especially as climate change becomes more intense and becomes more real with our lives. You know, we're understanding as humans that we have to have a better, more symbiotic relationship with our environment. And concrete is not really the key to that. Um, in fact, it's literally a barrier um, between land and people to protect people. And right, again, understand the intention, but it's it's not great. I would say for, for our section of the river, because there is so much green, there are so many trees, it's wide, we have all of the birds, the concrete doesn't affect me as much as it does in other parts of the river. When I see other parts of the river, like in Studio City, where there's this, you know, tiny, like six inch wide little canal that goes through and everything is concreted around it. Um, it does feel sad and desolate. And, you know, I hate that. And I wish every part of the river could be like ours. But I know that that's, there are challenges. And right, there are a lot of people living near it. And it would take a lot of change to reconcile the river with the human population around it. And I know that the city is finally working on it, but you know, the incentive there in a lot of cases has to do with development and making money. And now there's, you know, a longer development plan, but that didn't happen for a long time. So I hope to see that improve. And I think, right, the more people are on the river and the more people appreciate it, the better it will be, but also the more people there are, the more trash there is, and the more people also tend to take advantage of it and see it as a right and not necessarily an environment to respect and take care of. And yeah, I have really mixed feelings. I, I feel very, very thankful that our, our stretch of the river is so incredibly green and lush. And so there's concrete, but right, it doesn't ache my soul like it does in other parts of Los Angeles. The fact is that there's 30 or more national, city, county, state, nonprofit, whatever, all kinds of organizations who are involved in the Los Angeles River because it is huge and long and goes through a ton of different territories. So by virtue of it being in this extremely populous area, there are just a lot of hands involved. And so I think it will be complicated and complex to work through. And so I hope it does go community by community. I think that's, you know, how Los Angeles came to be is 
these sort of you know little cities and the, these little places that came up and maybe the river can develop like that too 